Hey, welcome to the Big Red Dram- another ep- Another episode of the Big Red Dram. Spit it out, man! Episode 26. It's been a long day. It's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday. Um, Fun week. Actually got a chance to get out of state, so to speak. Went across the border to New Buffalo on Monday for a little day trip with the family and uh, got to take a half day. We left around 10 o'clock, got up early to work for you know my allotted four hours before I left to go to New Buffalo. It was nice to get away, go to a restaurant outside of uh, city limits here in Wheaton and uh, enjoy just a harbor view in New Buffalo and just kind of relax. Uh, had a nice glass of Angel's Envy Rye um and just kind of relax and then went to the beach um and just kind of hung out and it was a nice way to kind of start the week and then work yesterday kind of blew and then today it was just questions after questions so um nice way to finish out the days with the dram of uh, michter's kentucky straight bourbon but before i get to that a couple of housekeeping notes want to thank uh, I'm up to eight listeners now that have consistently listened to a lot of the episodes, and um, I, I want to thank all of you that are out there listening, family, friends, and uh, and whiskey aficionados that are out there giving me a listen and giving me a try. I appreciate very, very much that <laughs> nearly 300 people have listened at this point. 280 plays for something that I thought would maybe be 25. I'll play an episode, and that would be myself. Listening to it, make sure I don't sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> I uh, I really do appreciate it. And the nice thing about the next two weeks is that hopefully Illinois will roll into stage five, four. Uh, five is well, not happening this year, but stage four anyway, phase four. And get into having some people over and having some tastings and getting the Wheaton Whiskey Club going and talking to more people getting people on the show and, and, and discussing whiskey and discussing people's experiences with whiskey and and getting this to be more than just me babbling on because that's exactly what I want this to be is to be a forum for people who are like-minded that love whiskey that want to talk about it. And um, it's funny looking at my geographic makeup of my listeners and I'm actually starting to hit pretty good in Ireland, which means I need to give some love to my Irish uh, people and you know talk a little bit about some Jameson here at some point because I have three bottles of Jameson that need to be talked about. Um, the black label, is it black? Barrel? I forget which one it is, but my uncle Charlie got me a one, got me one from there that he hand bottled at the distillery, and that needs to be talked about because it is dynamite. Um, but Jameson needs some love. Uh, I need to talk. I, I've had a green spot that I had that was just, just a pear bomb. Holy cow! I need to talk about that at some point in time. So I needed to, to give Ireland some love of some germ, some Germans. So actually, two of my nationalities that I'm part of, I'm half. Irish half German actually, and uh, Germany and Ireland are two and three, so that's got to mean something. But the UK and Sweden uh, rounding out my top five, and uh, I still got somebody in Iran listening, looking for secrets. <laughs> Statewise, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm up to eight states and just dominating in Illinois, West Chicago, Wooddale, Naperville, 
Country Club Hills, Bartlett, Bloomington, Wheaton, and Chicago. Um, thank you, all of you, honestly. Um, it means a lot that you guys are listening, um, and I'm hoping I'm entertaining you and giving you some insight into some things and hoping to drive the desire to explore and to reach out and try new things. <clears throat> uh, and that's been my bourbon journey is reaching out and trying new things. And it was, it's funny, I've been, I've, this is the fourth take of this episode because I've just start rambling and completely fall off the rails. Um, which means I've had several drams of whiskey now. <laughs> so maybe it'll be more entertaining. I don't know, but uh, um, it's my bourbon journey has is quietly becoming a like bourbon to a love bourbon journey. Um, you know how everyone knows you guys all know how I love single malt scotch and out of the single malts that I own, I love a certain amount of distilleries and I'm I like everybody else. Um, I love Isla, and I like the rest of the regions of Scotland, but I'm quietly learning to love all whiskey um, because they all bring to the table something unique, and Michter's is no exception. Now, Michter's is located in Kentucky. It is a... um, The distillery that I visited is the Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville. Um, the lineup for Michter's is their core range, which is the straight rye, the straight Kentucky straight bourbon, the American whiskey, which I have not had, and the sour mash. So of those four, the only one I haven't had yet is the American whiskey. And I've heard great things about the American whiskey, which is hard for me to believe because, uh, they're all good. So how much better the American whiskey is from the rest of them, I can't put my finger on yet, but I will tell you Sour Mash right now is my number one of the three that I've had. They also offer limited production, a 10-year straight rye, a 10-year straight bourbon. Those are all single barrels, which this the bourbon has been polarizing for a lot of people because they say it's been inconsistent. I don't know that I believe that. That might be those people that are trying to keep their secret and safe and deter people from drinking it. The 10-year bourbon I had and the 10-year rye I had blew my shoes off. So I bet you it's pretty good. There's a limited release 20-year, and there are also two limited production 25 years. Those 25 years, I'll tell you right now, will set you back in the realm of roughly $2,000. Um, that, to me, is insanity. However, I don't doubt they're good. Uh, I would prefer the opportunity to taste it before I dove into something like that. Uh, In limited release quantities, they have a toasted barrel finished sour mash and bourbon. Now they toast and they char their barrels. Toasting, they heat it to a certain degree and then they fill it. Charring burns the inside of the barrel. And then they fill it. And when they different chars, one through four are the levels, will give you different flavor profiles. I don't know what level that um, Mictors does theirs at, but um, of the limited releases, you have the two toasted finishes, and then you have a barrel strength rye, and you have a barrel strength bourbon. Those just being your higher proofs of the um, 
small batch, sorry. And then they'll have some celebration ones in there as well. Uh, and a toasted barrel finish rye. So they have, and they have a legacy series too. That's the Bombergers Declaration, which I had at the, in the flight and Shanks Homestead. So they've got a lot of different interesting things. One of the cool things also about the distillery is that they are one of the few that um, climate control their warehouses. So they strictly dictate how often and how much the distillate within the bar the barrels expands and, and contracts. One of the drawbacks of doing that is that you increase your angel share. So that is why Michter's tends to be slightly higher priced than some of your, you know, Evan Williams offerings, some of your wild tur turkey offerings, some of those other distilleries that are out there um, tend to be a little cheaper for a Kentucky straight bourbon because they use a more traditional process, whereas Michter's tends to use a little bit more technology behind it. I find that to be pretty cool uh, to be able to kind of dictate how much wood influence you're getting can really allow you the opportunity to have a more consistent product and maybe it alleviates some of the nuances that say a um, buffalo trace does where they rely on the master distiller to do a lot of that they have more science to back up which may or may not make the process easier in the back end um, it's just a little more difficult in the front end so I don't know. I have to do the tour and talk to some people. We got kind of cut short and didn't really plan to do a tour there. Having had more Mictor's products, we all kicked ourselves in the butt for not doing more there. So hopefully we will remedy that next year. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Kentucky straight bourbon is a nice step up for those of you that are looking to get into more of a mid-range product. 91.4 proof, 45.7 ABV. Uh, they're fire charred, new American white oak barrels. Just a small batch, limited quantity that they that they that they do with that they bottle these in. Um, it's a very sweet nose. It's a very subtle nose. It's got, uh, and I've noticed this amongst the rye and the sour mash it's got a nice brown sugary smell to it a caramel and brown sugar with some vanilla in there that also translates to the palate um hmm. they actually batch they will blend let's see what they say they will batch in a holding tank enough whiskey to fit 20 full barrels eliminating the blending out imperfection and thus necessitating excellence from every barrel. And then they will dial that in by expanding and contracting it with the formulations that they've, you know, created over the years and really kind of make this amazing product. Now on the mouth, the palate is just it gets better with each episode that you haven't heard. <laughs> it's it's a very rich caramel and vanilla mouth. It's got some smoke to it. Not peat. It's just kind of got a little smokiness to it. Um, and you get a little smoky, oaky wood to it. Some fruits in the back end. 
Uh, and the finish is just a nice warm hug. It's a nice, easy finish to going all the way down. And it's just warm and it lingers. This is a, a pinnacle fire dram. This is something you can drink by a fire. Uh, I had a old-fashioned the other day with a cigar with this and the sour mash in it. Great pairing. It was an acid, so it was a little sweeter. It was a gold label. They're a little sweeter. Um, it's one of the small ones in the tins. Um, paired just great with it. Just a nice, sweet tasting cigar um and really enhanced the whiskey too it was great um the mictors like i said was has been recommended to me for years now and i'm recommending it to you now it's an 87 for me because it's a mid-tier bourbon it's neither exceptional nor is it bad by any means it's good to great the sour mash when i'll talk about the sour mash down the road that might that might start to creep up into the 90 range because i just i like in contrast to the straight bourbon i like how it's a little bit sweeter the finish is shorter um, it's got a little more going on in the flavor profile it's a little more of an interesting flavor it's a little more interesting palette um and sour mash in no way did i realize it's i thought sour mash meant it was gonna be more of a sour tasting whiskey kind of like a sour beer um little that i know it was just the way that it is distilled and i won't give away that information until i do my sour mash episode but um the kentucky straight bourbon it's 87 and 87 is a very good score for me and i recommend you put one on your shelf if you don't have it Really, any of the Mictors line that I've had so far is worthy of your shelf. If you like a, if you like whiskey, Kentucky whiskey, the rye, the, the, the Mictors rye, the Sour Mash, and, and the bourbon all should be on your shelf. And that's why I like Mictors so much is because it's not like 1792, how one's kind of a miss and the other, the full proof is, is much more rounded. Um... All of them are consistent. All of them are good in their own way. They all offer a little bit of a different take in the flavor tree or the flavor wheel, if you will, um, for you Flaviar people out there. It has. A, they all have a different take on the flavor wheel, but they're all really, really good. There's really not anything. There's really nothing missing from them. They all do something really great and they're really good in their own way. I just feel that. Um, Mictors is quietly becoming a distillery that I went from liking to I'm starting to love Mictors. And that sucks because, uh, well, it's good and it's bad. It's bad because the Mictors I really want, the 10-year, I'm going to be hard-pressed to get my hands on for a while. I've got a lead on one, but I'm not giving that away until I get it. Um, but, man, the, the stuff that you can get. And the Sour Mash is one of those FYI, as is the American Whiskey, that when it shows up, it's going to be gone for a little while. Uh, it gets it gets pounded and then it disappears and then it takes a couple weeks to see the stock inventories replenish. Because um, I had not seen the Sour Mash in Binnie's for about a month. And uh, it's finally hit the shelves again. So it's that's telling that people are getting into that particular bottle. So if you can get your hands in a Sour Mash, I suggest you do so. Um and then while you're at it, if you got an extra 50 bucks, 
get the uh, straight bourbon too because a they both combine make a phenomenal old-fashioned but b you'll have something nice to compare to great great whiskey so that being said that's really it for this without me rambling on and on and on about and and going into scope creep as i've been having to deal with at work for the last couple of days um and mictors just they mictors makes great stuff so take the plunge take a take a chance and go out and get one and whichever one you get i promise you won't be disappointed you will be happy with that bottle you may even fall in love with it at some point but either way if you do enjoy it and drain it at a time